Fins to Foresters, how are we doing? Episode 8. It's been a couple weeks. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back. There's been a lot going on the last couple weeks. I'm going to start off by giving you a rundown of the episode today. We're going to start off with something I started the last episode, doing a verse of the episode, a verse of the week, which if it's two weeks apart, I figured I better just call it the verse of the episode, which is just me reading you whatever verse my Bible app gives me as the verse of the day. On whatever day I do the podcast. We're Monday today, so a little one day later than usual, but a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, but we're going to do a little turkey hunt talk. I'm brand new to turkey hunting, essentially. And this morning was actually the first time this year that I've been in the woods, but I've got what they call feather fever, I believe. So we get into that a little bit. Uh, the BFLs, glory from the highest, have been rescheduled. Hallelujah. Sing praises to the Lamb. The BFLs are rescheduled. We've got the dates, and there aren't any few. What? Let me make sure. No, there aren't any fewer dates. So they didn't cut any tournaments out, but they did do something that I would be interested to see what everybody thinks about. I well, I'll just get there in a minute. The way they rescheduled them is very odd. There was a lot of speculation about how they were going to do it, what was going to happen. I didn't ever see anybody expect that this was what was going to happen, but thus is the hand we're dealt. Okay. We're going to do a fishing update. What have I been doing? Where have I been fishing? What's been working? What hasn't been working? Uh, let's see. Various other little fishing things. I'm looking at my little checklist here. And some projects that I'm wanting to start or buy, really buy. The whole coronavirus has had a lot of negative effects. One unforeseen one that's not making the news because it's clearly not newsworthy is the fact that I... Spent more time on Facebook Marketplace, which is, eh, it's not good. Not good for the fact that I've spent my stimulus check before I got it. Um, not really. I haven't, but it would be very easy for me to do. So, anyways, that's the rundown for today. Let's start off with the verse bum, 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 of the episode. Actually, no, it should be happy. I don't know why I did the bum, bum, bum. It should be bum, bum, bum. The verse of the episode. All right, so this was... Okay, the verse today was actually one verse. It was 1 Corinthians 13, 6. But this is just a little snippet of a verse in a long list of verses dealing with love. So I'm going to back it up and go 1 Corinthians, so New Testament, chapter 13, and we're going to go verse 4 through 7. So we'll get 6 in there. But it's talking about love. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. All right. Your verse of the episode. Love that. I love all. Love. Ah, see, fitting. Love, love. Okay. All right, so I'm going to start turkey hunting because it's fresh on my mind because I was in the woods this morning. Um, it was, eh, I took a break from fishing on every single free day that I have. <gasps> oh, I wish you could see what I've got coming here. Dana has brought me a cookie. This is, so Dana, fun fact, I promise I'm getting to turkey hunting in the next two minutes. Dana is allergic to peanut butter, unfortunate for her, but this is a sun butter peanut butter substitute cookie. She wrote on a post-it note that it tastes like a roasted sunflower seed. 
Let's see. That's not bad. Not bad. That's good. Shockingly not bad. Shockingly not bad. It's good. Danny, would you like to say hello to the four people listening to this episode today? <laughs> Including me. Including you? <laughs> so the three other people? Two besides myself? Go ahead, Danny. Hi. Say hello. Hi. Hi. Have fun going back to turkey hunting. I shall. Do you want the rest of this cookie? Hmm? You want oh, the rest of it? Excellent. Thank you. All right. And she left the rest of it for me. That's about two minutes on the dot. Okay. So turkey hunting. Disclaimer. I don't know anything about it. This was the third day that I've ever attempted to turkey hunt. Both of the other days, the first time I ever went, it rained all day long. I ended up sleeping in the truck after two hours getting soaked in the woods. That was when I was in high school, probably. I went one day for about three hours in the evening with my buddy Lucas and another friend of mine, Jalen. So I'm very limited on my experience here, but like anybody that's just happy-go-lucky rip-roaring, I've just watched a bunch of YouTube videos and think it looks fun. Also, every single person that I follow on Instagram killed a turkey opening day is what it seems like. Like, oh yeah, it's the opening day turkey season. Every single post. Big old mountain gobbler's down. Oh, big old, big old long neck bit the dust. Old 14 bearded, four and a half feet spurs. Long, I don't even know all the turkey terminology yet. I know everything to call big fish, but it's interesting learning the turkey talk. The long bird, long beard, big bird, big whatever turkey words. So, I figured I would give it a shot since I've got the time. Laying it out really quick. So, I didn't go to the lease. My dear lease is in DeKalb County, Middle Tennessee. I'm not going there. I've only got a few hours in the morning I can hunt. So, I actually went to some of the public TVA land that I looked at, just kind of scouted for fun back in December and January. And so I've got kind of picked out where I'm thinking there might be turkeys around. And and I ended up going with um, a friend of mine, Preston McCarty, who has graduated from, from Gibbs High School. I actually had him in class in the past. Um, but we go out, get set up in a little tree. It's the only tree in the middle of this field. Got a bunch of bushes around it. We're all tucked up in the bushes. And it's breaking daylight, and we're just going to listen. And sure enough, I mean, it was a long, okay, it was a long ways away. I think the odds that haven't been on public land were practically zero. But I think we ended up hearing three different birds this morning. One of them was close, not close, close, but significantly nearer to us than the other two birds. And we never got one to answer a call, maybe once. I think we did one time, but... We're trying not to call a whole lot because apparently that's a bad thing. And I mean, I know it's, all, it's just like anything. It's all dependent on situation. Like when I have somebody come fishing with me that doesn't fish a lot and they're like, oh, I bet I shouldn't throw this today because some YouTube video I think that I watched said that this would not work. And I'm like, well, that's stupid because it's going to work. That's how I am with turkey hunting. I'm like, oh, we better not call. Let them come down, let them pitch off the roost, and then we'll just kind of play it from there. I don't know what I'm doing, but it was really, really cool. I was, everybody tells me, my buddies that turkey hunt all the time are like, man, once you turkey hunt, you're not going to want a deer hunt. Well, I still want a deer hunt, but I get what they're saying because that was, I was fired the heck up and I never saw a bird today. So what we ended up doing was we moved around and, and would stop and, and do some calls every once in a while just to see if we could get one to answer us. And we never did. Uh, 
after about probably 7, 30, 8 o'clock. So we ended up walking around this property, this not property, but this this TVA land a little bit more and ended up seeing a lot of deer actually. Um, saw one group of five, another few just here or there spotted around and got to look at a lot of this land that I didn't back in the wintertime. So, so that was fun. It was, it was a beautiful morning. I was soaked because I don't know. Oh, I need to actually write that in my phone because I made a note in my head that I will forget this morning to go buy either waterproof pants or waders. Because Preston showed up wearing waders because he's got a brain and he's done this before. And I was just so, which I didn't care because it really was, it was not cold this morning. But it did rain all night. It rained all night long. It was raining when we got there. Uh, and it, the rain, and I thought this was going to be good turkey-wise. The rain stopped right before daylight. Uh, about 30 minutes to an hour before daylight, the rain quit. It was just coming off the tree. But, man, everything was wet, and I was wet. And that's this place that we're at, both times I've been there, the bottom of it, is re- it's got a lot of water in it. It's kind of marshy and swampy. And, um, yeah, it was just not – my boots are great. I've got fine boots, but, man, my pants were soaked. And when you get in that taller grass, we were cutting through a bunch of corners of some tall fields, and that grass, some of it – Nah, it wasn't waist high, but it was up to your knees. And man, my pants were just sopping wet. So anyways, I will definitely be subbing out some fishing days in the near future. Mornings or evenings or half days to go and turkey hunt some more. Right now, the plan is my cousin Logan and I are supposed to take all day Thursday of this week, which would be, let's see if I can do the math really quickly, the 23rd. Yes, 23rd of April, we're going to go and, and spend all day hunting. We don't know yet if we're going to go public land or try to go to the lease for a day. and But we'll see. It'll be fun regardless. Um, just hearing one answer you like that or hearing one just talking, that's what makes this so cool to me. And Anyways, all right, so that's turkey hunting. The BFL days, let's get to the BFLs. It's been a month, probably closer to a month and a half since they – postponed the BFLs for us or since they started postponing them. Uh, and so we just actually let me look at the email day. This was back on the 15th, April 15th. We got the email about when the new dates were going to be postponed to, and they didn't cut any tournaments out. We still are going to have four tournaments, each division but what I was curious about is, are they going to put them on the summer? Are they going to put them in the fall and have to push the regionals back? Are they going to cut a tournament out? What's the deal going to be? So let's just go through the volunteers first, because those are the ones that I have more memorized. South Holston was supposed to be March 27th, supposed to be that last weekend of March. It's now May 30th. So they pushed South Holston to May 30th. And then the next tournament is supposed to be April, or not April. It's- we're going to fish Lake April. Cherokee, two days ago. Cherokee on the 18th was supposed to be a tournament. And Norris on May 9th was supposed to be a tournament. Both of those tournaments have gotten pushed back to the middle of June. And because the FLW Tour, or I guess it's the Pro Circuit now, they're fishing Cherokee in June, so we're not fishing Cherokee anymore. The Cherokee tournament got changed to Norris. The Norris tournament is still Norris. So we're fishing Norris two days in a row in June. 
first of all, let me pull a trash can up out of, from under this desk so that I can vomit into it. Bleh. That sounds horrific. I don't ever fish Norris, but when I do, I usually leave saying it's the Dead Sea, especially if it's not March or April. But in June, I have no idea what to expect because the only time I've ever been on Norris in June, I've been on a tube or I've been just on a boat watching people wakeboard because I don't know how to wakeboard and I have no desire to learn how to wakeboard. That's going to, I don't, I, it may end up being great, but I am clueless as to what that's going to look like. I'm not clueless, but I mean, it's, it's, it's probably going to be really tough, which I like tough tournaments. But my initial thought when I saw that was, okay, Norris in June, which I think that's going to be, that's got to be when there's an 18 inch smallmouth limit. So it's going to have to be largemouth, which is fine with me. But the kicker is, so not only are there two tournaments that are now on Norris in the middle of June, they did them on back-to-back days. The 20th and the 21st of June, we're fishing Norris. So they're not. it's not a two-day tournament. It's two separate tournaments that just happen to be on the same lake on back-to-back days. I, I think that's rich. So I think it, I'm assuming it's a Saturday and Sunday. Let me look. Um, oh, no, it's a... Yes, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. So that's going to be interesting. But it's fine. It's fine. Um, The week before that, yes, the week before that is probably when Dan and I are going to be at the St. Lawrence River in New York if we're able to make that trip with the travel and everything that's going on. So it may look like going from the St. Lawrence River in the middle of June to come home to Fish Norris in the middle of June. I'll have to reset my standards appropriately, but it'll be, it's fine. Uh, So that happened. Uh, And then that makes up our tournaments that got postponed in the spring. Because then after that, I think the two day one, the super is on chick in September, the North Carolina's the Piedmont division did the same thing. So they were supposed to be two Kerr Lake tournaments uh, that were in April. I want I think one was, the last weekend of April one was the first or second weekend of May, and those have both gotten pushed back to July. July, it's got to be the 18th and the 19th. Yeah, I think it's July 18th and 19th. I had my, In my head, it was the, I don't know what days it are. But you've got Kerr Lake, back-to-back days um, at the end of July for the Piedmonts. Their first, so what was going to be their third event, June 6th on High Rock, is now their first event. So, which that confused me when I was first looking at the schedule because High Rock's not on there, but it wasn't ever postponed with to begin with. So, or it wasn't ever postponed to begin with. So nothing changed with High Rock. It's just now the first term of the year instead of the third. Um, so for me, that's going to end up being South Holston, probably get up there, fish the 28th through the tournament on the 30th, and then leave and go on to North Carolina and spend – hopefully three or four days there just never having been on high rock or, or fish anywhere like that um before that first piedmont bfl so that's good i think i may have a link for that tournament which would be helpful and then yeah then it's going to be june 6th and then leaving pretty quick after that to go to st lawrence river oh man i just realized how quick all this turnaround time is which i love i'm i'm, I'm into being busy and moving june 6th leave the 8th or 9th or 10th somewhere in there, to go to St. Lawrence River, there for a week, week and a half-ish, 
the whole travel time, giving a day both time, giving myself a day going and giving ourselves a day coming back. Then you got north. Then you got ah, you got a little bit of a time gap between end of June and end of July. But in the middle of that is supposed to be when I'm going to Alaska. That's another big trip that is pending. Pending the worldwide pandemic status is 29th through the 9th of June. No, June 29th through July 9th. I'm supposed to be in Anchorage, Alaska. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Grant, who I'm my friend that I'm staying with up there, he actually texted me. He said, you might want to make sure that you've got three weeks on your schedule in case you get up here and you have to be quarantined for two. I'm like, It's a good point, but I'm pretty wide open, so that's manageable. Okay. So that's what's new with BFL. We'll go through real quick, just fishing-wise, what's been going on. The lakes are full. That's the big thing now. Is The lakes have been really slowly coming up over the last month and a half or so, uh, really since the beginning of March probably. But we had a huge storm system come through a couple weeks ago. I want to say it was – was it the same system that had those tornadoes in Cleveland? It may have been. My days are running together. But – Overnight, Loudon came up four or five feet um, because I was there the morning after that. Whatever storm brought Loudon up over full pool, um, I ended up fishing Loudon that that morning. And the system was still blowing through because the wind blew pretty strong all day. I've actually just yesterday um, put a YouTube video up of that of that day, fishing just the conditions with the cold front and the rising water, and it really was not that bad. I didn't catch any big fish. Uh, they caught a couple of decent keepers and, and caught quite a few all together. So, I mean, it was a fun day. Uh, fished with with a buddy from from Beaverbrook Golf Course. I know Matt Nelson. I'm, or the, I know him through Beaverbrook. Uh, which okay, so you don't know that Beaverbrook Golf Course. It's a golf course. It's in Knoxville. It's where I've worked every summer for the last probably eight years of my life. It's my high school summer job and when I would come in from college. But I haven't spent a whole lot of time on Loudon. Um, because I've been spending most of my time at Cherokee. Cherokee's getting to the point where I like it a lot. And it's fun, and you can catch the dog crap out of them. You can catch a bunch, and you'll catch good ones. And I told, who did I tell? Oh, Nick Hatfield. Uh, some of you have probably heard of Nick Hatfield. I knew him, just got to know him some through through college fishing and, and just fishing in general. I told him the other day when he – I messaged him on Instagram. I said, I honestly think I'd rather catch 15 pounds at Cherokee than 25 pounds at Chickamauga because it's just so much fun to go out there and just finesse and catch a bunch of smallmouth and catching those three and three and a half pounders or and four if you can you know, get a, a big smallmouth. For, okay, for me, anytime I catch a fish out there, it's over three and a half pounds. That's a good one because it's, it's pretty easy to come by two and a half to three and a quarter pounders. But for me, once I catch one that's pushing forward, that's a that's a stout one out there for me as far as smallmouth go. But it's been man, it's been fun, and it's so easy. Not I don't mean it's easy like anybody should be able to catch them. I like, but once you figure out the deal, which is nothing but a Carolina rig and a swim bait, you can catch them all day long. You can catch them for as many spots as you're willing to to pick up and and drive around and run and gun and fish. So it's uh, it's tough to beat. Um, and I absolutely love doing that. So that's where I've been for the majority of at least the last week. I think I made three trips up there. Yeah, I think I made three trips up there last week. That's where I'm going in the morning. Uh, but I'm probably going to stick my 
shotgun in my pack in the boat because there's a lot of TVA huntable land around Cherokee that if I should hear a gobbler get to hammering, get to going, I can just power pull the boat down and run up in the woods and see if I can get lucky. Probably won't do that, but you never know. Uh, so Cherokee, for the foreseeable future, for probably the next month, let's see. Yeah, for the next month, and because I don't have any reason to go anywhere else except for South Holston, for the next month, I bet at least 75% of my trips will be to Cherokee. Unless they just quit biting or I quit catching them, that's, it's just so, it's so fun. If anybody's listening to this and you want to go to Cherokee and have a ball, send me an Instagram message on the Fence Divorce page or on my personal page, just Sam Karras, C-A-R-R-I-S. We'll go. I'm serious. Just bring some gas money and we'll have a we'll have a time okay uh because it's just now starting to get good and it's just going to get better for the next month okay um speaking of the podcast instagram page i don't think i mentioned this we did our we successfully completed our first giveaway and i feel like a giveaway wasn't a success unless you tick somebody off in the process and i made a whole little friend group very upset they blocked me. They wanted to demote my page. They reported me to the Prime Minister of India, Narendra Modi himself. Somewhere in his long line of notifications, had a notification with my name attached to it, saying that they needed his help in getting me removed from Instagram because they were upset they didn't win the giveaway. Which, hey, you know what they say. Any, any publicity is good publicity. Bad publicity is good publicity. So the first giveaway was successful. So, it, and I, the camera, the GoPro package we gave away, um, went to Amanda, who lived in Kansas. So, that was cool. Very cool. Um, so, I'm sure that's getting put to good use. And we'll do another giveaway whenever the page gets to 250 followers, which we're actually, we're at 190-ish. 191, I think, was the last time I looked. Which is surprising to me. That's encouraging. They don't all listen to the podcast yet. But we're getting there. All right. Let's see. Okay, so some project or some some buying that I've done. We're we're about to wrap up here because Dana's family. Well, not because, but Dana's family has come down from Massachusetts, and we're going to go eat dinner at my house. There's lasagna, garlic bread, sun butter cookies, and salad waiting about ten minutes down the road. So I'm anxious to get there, but I want to get through everything. We're eating close. So in my Facebook Marketplace meanderings. There are, I, I keep dropping this hair clip because I'm fidgeting with it. I apologize. In my Facebook Marketplace meanderings, I got on there and found some ALX rods. So about two weeks ago, I ordered one off of Tackle Warehouse because I've always heard, I've literally heard nothing but good things about the ALX rods um, from a few different people that I know. Ronnie Moore, who works for Bass. Uh, I know Jake Whitaker is a big fan of them. Trent Palmer, who did some electrical work on my boat that's down there in Atlanta loves them. And so I was anxious to try some. So, um, ordered one off tackle warehouse a couple weeks ago. And there was one night I could not sleep to save my life. I was trying as hard as I could to fall asleep and I couldn't do it. So I'll get on Facebook marketplace and just see if there happens to be some ALX rods on there. Well, sure enough, there's one post and the guy's got two ALX Icos rods and he was wanting, I think, $100 for one or 175 for both. 
So I messaged him. I said, hey, if you'll take 150 for him, I'll come get him tomorrow. And he apparently couldn't sleep either because he was awake at 1130 at night. He said, yeah, it sounds great. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you. Well, then the next morning he texts me and says, hey, I've got more of those rods. If you'd want, if you'd be interested in any others, I said, well, bring all the ones you've got. So he brought me four and I bought all four. I bought them for 75 bucks a piece and I love them. So I actually had those rods before my one from Tackle Warehouse came in and still I'm getting used to them and, and still breaking them in and, and using all of them. But man, I'm a, I'm a fan for sure of that ALX stuff. Uh, I've got, there's, there's one that I'm, I know I want to, add to my hoarded stockpile before i go to st lawrence they've got one it's a zolo series which is one of their i think it's their next to top line. i think enox is their highest i'm not for sure on that they've got a zolo series rod that's a mix smalls it's a seven and a half foot spinning rod and i i like big long rods anyways because i'm tall i'm six six i'm a big i'm a tall lanky guy and i like tall lanky rods so I got to get that ad before I go to St. Lawrence. So, but that was exciting. Excite, you know, it's fun when you get online and you find something you didn't think you were going to find and get a good deal for it. And so, anyways, the guy about my age and met him in Lenore City, got that, and I was able to do that. This is not fishing or forest related, so I'll just skip through this. But I, long story short, I found a barbell for a hundred dollars on Facebook Marketplace two days before. I put it on eBay, sold it for three fifty. Boom, made two hundred fifty bucks. Practically paid for the rod. So. I practically got th- four free ALX rods. That's how I'm choosing to look at it anyways. Last thing, and then we'll be done, is between the turkey hunt this morning and looking at the public land in the past and ways to access it, I want a John boat. Do I need a John boat? Probably not. But I'm wanting a John, and this is also the hunting public's fault because watching them get out there in those little rigged, John boats loaded down for bear that they've got. I want a John boat that I don't need, but would definitely use if I got one. So I'm currently on the hunt for a John boat. Like I'm being unreasonably stingy about how cheap of one I want to buy because it needs to have a motor and it needs, I mean, it's got to not leak, have a trailer with tires that aren't bald and have some sort of little three and a half, five, six, 15, whatever outboard on it. And I'm trying to find one for about 500 bucks. So if anybody knows of a John boat out there, I'm wanting to take it and, and just use it just to access stuff. Because like tomorrow, I say I'm going to take my turkey stuff. And, you know, if I get on a bird down by the lake somewhere that I'm that's public and I can hunt it, then I'm going to go do that. But I probably won't because I don't want to leave my bass boat sit, just sitting on the bank while I go run like a wild man through the woods for a couple hours. So that probably won't happen. But it'd be really, I mean, obviously you're not worried about it if it's just your John boat. So not like you would be with a, you know, $50,000 bass rig, which that mine is not. But it's, you get the idea. Anyways, so I'm currently scavenging Facebook Marketplace for a John boat. I've got one. I've got my eye on one. Decent boat. Great motor. Could use transom. But it works as is. Four horsepower Suzuki motor works great. Also can add troll motor. Possible trades. I'll put a transom on it, but the price goes up. So, I don't really know. I'm trying to see what's wrong with this transom in this boat. I can't tell because I'm also not a John boat mechanic. Not that that 
exclusively exists. But anyways, and it's $700. Posted three days ago. I'm going to wait a week. If it's still on there, I'm going to take that as a sign and maybe go buy it. I just think it would be fun to have a little John boat to trick out and take hunt. Go take it and hunt out of. So anyways, we'll see if that transpires at all. But I'll tell you, that's going to about do me for the day. We did a little turkey hunting. We did a little fishing. A little update. But yeah, hopefully hopefully by the next time we talk, I have killed a turkey. My Now when I went out this morning, I told myself my goal is not to kill one. My goal is to hear one. I want to hear one gobble. And I heard three gobble. Just like that. So the new goal is to next I got to get eyes on a bird. And then step three is going to be to shoot one in the face. We're progressing there. We're going to get there at some point before the season's over. I think we've got until May 14th. I'll have to look at that and make sure. But ah, sometime middle of May. So anyways, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like it, rate it. That would be exceptional. Uh, You can subscribe on Spotify. And I think that if you rate it, you'll be subscribed on Apple. I honestly don't know how that works, and I probably should. So I will look at that and give you a better summary next episode. So thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, Episode eight is done.